Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Elite Titans podcast. I am your host, known Twitter scoundrel, the Canadian Titan, Ethan Jordan, and I am back once again after a week hiatus to discuss the Tennessee Titans. Now, we all know what happened on Sunday as the Titans whooped up on the Indianapolis Colts, at least for one half, 24-17, to making their record 2-2, two and two, and there was a lot for Titans fans to be happy about. Certainly, there was a little bit for us to be upset about, but I'm not going to go into a long rant that I film in the front seat of my car. Instead, I will provide not only a little bit of optimism, but a little bit of what I call realism to discuss what happened on Sunday against the Indianapolis Colts. Before we get into all that, we have to obviously talk about some of the highlights of the game. First and foremost, I think it goes without saying, but I will absolutely take a little bit of time to say it, the king has returned. Derrick Henry went off, notching his first 100-yard game against what was believed to be one of the best run defenses in the NFL. He rushed for 100, I don't even remember, 114 yards on 22 carries. Stud. Balled out. And on top of that, he had carries taken away. He had a 20-yard touchdown run stolen from him by an officiating crew that seemed to love the home cooking, if you catch my drift. But we don't bitch here at the ETP about referees, regardless of how absolute dog shit they are, regardless of how many holding calls they miss, or regardless of how many touchdowns they take away. Derrick Henry balled out. And really, here at the ETP, we knew that the King would be back, and it was just a matter of time. Hell, even after the Week 1 game, I said, Derrick Henry doesn't really look slower to me. Maybe he's a little rusty. I mean, he hasn't played meaningful football in, in months like the rest of the team. And if you don't count the Bengals game, he hadn't played since, what, November of last year or October of last year. So it would make sense that it would take a little bit of time for him to get up to speed with things. And get up to speed he did, because he bitched the Colts. Derrick Henry owns the Colts. If you're a Colts fan listening to this, first off, go fuck yourself. Secondly, how does it feel to, to have Jim Ursay spend the entire week screaming and pounding his chest like get loud Colts fans get excited because we're finally gonna beat Tennessee at home and then to just get embarrassed like that sure the score was 24 to 17 but the game was never close and even though that there are some Titans fans who freaked out about the lack of second half points the Colts never really threatened the Titans Not for one second did I believe that this was a potential loss. From whistle to whistle, quarter to quarter, the Titans were the better team. Because the Titans are the better team. So if you're a Colts fan listening to this, how does it feel knowing you're the little brother now? Hell, fuck being the little brother. You are like the the forgotten stepchild of the AFC South. You're not better than the Jags, 
at best, you're on par with the Texans. At least that's what the tie tells us. I would hate to be a Colts fan right now. And not just because I think that they're a stupid organization with ugly uniforms and have only been relevant because they happen to fall into two generational quarterbacks despite only getting one Super Bowl between them. But they got nothing going on. Their best players are a running back. Don't get me wrong. That's awesome. An offensive guard. A linebacker who's been injured ever since he signed his massive contract. And a right tackle who kind of sucks. A defensive tackle who's not Jeffrey Simmons. The Colts got nothing going on, and as long as Chris Ballard is their GM and Frank Reich is their head coach and Jim Ursay is their owner, even though Derrick Henry is their owner, they're not going anywhere. God, Sunday was the best day, wasn't it, Titans fans? There's no better feeling. Actually, scratch that. Victory Monday was the best day because there is no better feeling than when you wake up And you smell that fresh air and you realize, we just beat the Colts. There was a Titans Twitter account, Taylor, I'm forgetting his last name off the top of my head, should have wrote it down, a better podcast host might have. Taylor, want to say Hurst? Spent the entire day roasting Colts fans. And I was jealous. I was jealous of him. So shout out to you, Taylor. You are an elite Titans fan. But who else balled out against the Indianapolis Colts on Sunday? Who else can we talk about before we turn the page and look forward to the Washington Commanders? Well, how about Ryan Tannehill? Now, I've seen some people say Ryan Tannehill is terrible. Ryan Tannehill sucks, and and we all know what happened against the Cincinnati Bengals. But through four games on the season... I gotta say, Ryan Tannehill's doing his part. If you were to look at any, any of the issues with the Tennessee Titans, the top five, Ryan Tannehill shouldn't be there. And throughout the first half, we'll get to the second half in a second, but throughout the first half, the guy was slinging it. He was standing in the pocket, looking pressure dead in the face and throwing to either wide open Robert Woods, dumping it off, to Derrick Henry, which is a fantastic wrinkle that I'm happy with, or whipping sidearm passes in tight coverage to rookie Chigakonkwo. Ryan Tannehill's having himself a, a great season despite the circumstances, and I think that just kind of proves or emphasizes how good he has been ever since he's taken over for the Titans. Ryan Tannehill, he's our franchise quarterback. And yes, Malik Willis is right there waiting in the wings, and I even can't wait to see him. But while we're waiting to see him, I can't think of a better quarterback to have than Ryan Tannehill. Balled out and won me two fantasy football matchups, so I'm pretty fucking happy about that. Another player I would like to mention, Tier Tart. Now this defensive line got a lot of... A lot of praise in the offseason. Before Harold Landry's injury, we were talking about how they were going to be fearsome. And Jeffrey Simmons is a monster. Bud Dupree 
gangster. Harold Landry, we're going to be unstoppable. And obviously with injuries to Harold Landry, a severe one to Harold Landry, and and a, a nagging one to Bud Dupree, we've had to see other people step up. Now, Rashad Weaver has done that, and, and Danico Autry has continued his, his good season from last year. But Thierry Tart got a huge, huge interception on Sunday. And I really think that that has been just one highlight on what has been an underrated season for him. The guy gets pressure, he's good in run defense, and, and he is just... He's just fun to watch. He's another underrated, versatile piece on this Titans front. So hats off to Tier Tart. Now, if we could try and find just one negative that happened, not including the second half, which again, we will discuss. But if we could try and find one negative for the Titans' performance on Sunday... I'm not going to say Caleb Farley, despite giving up a deep pass to Alec Pierce. I didn't think he did that poorly. I don't expect him to be masterful while he is learning still. And I saw a lot of Titans Twitter be predictably harsh after he gave up that underthrown pass to Alec Pierce. But I was fine with Caleb Farley. I'm not going to talk about Jeff Swaim, who we all hate and still did nothing. I'm going to talk about the offensive tackles, Dennis Daly and Nicholas Petit-Frere. Now, NPF and Dennis Daly, they're unproven and young, and they're not the, the solid tackles that we wanted. And to be honest, as a third-round pick, I don't know how upset you can be with NPF. But it's clear to me that they are the weak points on this offensive line. And consistently, they need help, whether it be a tight end chip or running back on that side, they need help. And that was exemplified, I think, on Sunday with that huge, huge sack that Ryan Tannehill took off that play-action pass early in the third quarter. Dennis Daly just got blown up. Ryan Tannehill did some weird play action where he was facing the wrong direction. I don't know exactly what that play call was. And I'm curious to see the tape on it, but it was just a disaster from Hutt. And on top of that, NPF, again, he's a rookie and we're going to be a little bit patient with him because he's only played in four NFL games and he's done a pretty okay job. But one thing that I'm really looking forward to with this upcoming bye week after the Commanders I want to see how Dennis Daly and NPF improve. Because when NPF messes up, he messes up badly. It's not often you see him get beat on a block where he's in the right position. He just whiffs. Or he's wrong in where he's supposed to be blocking. And I don't know if that's him overthinking it. I don't know if that's him not knowing what to do or if that's just an issue with the scheme. But it's kind of becoming a problem. Maybe maybe calling it a problem is premature. But I see the seeds of a problem forming and oh, 
But he's a rookie, and he will get better. Honestly, I don't have too many complaints from Sunday. I know you've seen many Titans Twitter accounts bitching and complaining about one thing or another that happened in the Titans game, but I don't have those. So let's talk about the second half, because that's the primary thing people are bitching about. The Tennessee Titans, in the second half of four games, have scored seven points, and zero points in the last three. Now, obviously, that was enough to win our last two games, and the previous game against the Bills was an absolute blowout. But is this a problem Is this something, is this a sign that there is a massive problem with the Tennessee Titans offense? Is this one of the the huge pitfalls of having Todd Downing as your offensive coordinator? To be honest, and I know I said on the last episode that Todd Downing needs to go. But I think I'm going to walk that take back. After watching... Sunday against the Colts. I saw countless people bitching about the play calling, about not getting receivers involved, about so many different things, and it all came back to Todd Downing. And I think I have realized a truth, a truth that I'm guilty of and most Titans fans are guilty of. I think we're all just blaming Todd Downing when shit doesn't work. Because in the first half, granted the Titans were dominating in the first half, but in the first half, I didn't see a single post bitching about Todd Downing. I don't think anybody complains about Todd Downing in the first half. Now, I've noticed a lot of people attribute any positive play to Tim Kelly and all negative plays to Todd Downing. But in reality, it's all TD. Tim Kelly is influencing, of course, he has a say and he has input, but Todd Downing is calling the plays, and in the first half, nobody's complaining, and what I noticed in the second half of this game, the play calls were not drastically different. I saw many people saying that we were being too conservative, but it wasn't conservative, it was just not working. The run calls would be snuffed out immediately by the Colts. Blocking was not as good. That play action pass that Dennis Daly did not really block effectively on. There were open receivers. And if you are an angry fan who hates on Todd Downing, try and find some of the tape from the second half of these games and you'll see that a lot of these failures of the offense come down to two things, maybe three things, because there is definitely some bad play calling. The The tight end sweep to Chigakonkwo from, what, week one, terrible play call. Even if it would have worked, I do not like the play call. But even though play calling has been an issue occasionally, it usually comes down to one of two things. Very poor execution or very poor decision-making. And that's what I've noticed looking at the tape. 
Now, I'm not a tape guru. I could absolutely be wrong. But on more than one occasion, I have found wide open or breaking open wide receivers and either Tannehill's not looking at them due to his progression or he has been hit in the backfield If he had had just one more second, he would have seen the guy and thrown a huge completion. That's happened on multiple occasions over these four weeks. And it leads me to wonder, is Todd Downing doing a a good job? And it's the players not stepping up? Now regardless, just like with Marcus Mariota, over time, it doesn't matter anymore. The excuses don't matter because this is four games where we've only scored seven points in the second half and that can't continue. With the Washington Commanders coming up in a bye week after that, this is a prime opportunity for the Titans to fix their issues on offense before heading into the tougher part of their schedule. So I'm wondering again, Is Todd Downing the problem? A couple weeks ago I said he was, and now I'm changing my mind. I'm not saying he's not the problem. I'm just walking back the idea that he is the problem. I'm opening my mind to the idea that there are other problems there. One last thing I want to touch on with this Colts game before we move on to the Washington Commanders. I hate the Colts. I hate the Colts so much. With every fiber of my being, there is a burning hatred for the Colts. The only thing that rivals my love for the Tennessee Titans in the sports world is my hatred for the Colts. Isn't it the most satisfying feeling in the world to see Colts fans finally starting to realize that their team fucking sucks? Isn't it great to see them finally realize that Chris Ballard ain't shit? I don't know how many years the Titans fans have been pounding the table saying, this man ain't done anything. He lucked into Quentin Nelson. Granted, he found Darius, I'm sorry, Shaquille Leonard in the second round, but other than that, What has he done? The Colts still have no wide receivers. The Colts still have no answer at left tackle. Still have issues on the offensive line. Still have issues in the secondary on defense. And this has been years. I cannot think of a single team, person, anyone in the NFL who has been carried by a legacy from years ago, more than the Indianapolis Colts. How many years do they have to be favored despite not winning shit? In fact, it took four weeks of abysmal play from the Indianapolis Colts for Vegas to say, "Eh, maybe they're not the favorites to win the division. Congratulations, AFC South, your new favorites to win the division, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Somehow, 
Oh, don't get me wrong. I guess they did blow out the Colts, but that's more indicative of how shitty the Colts are, not how great the Jags are. And the first time the Jags face any real competition against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, sure, they jump out to an early lead, but then they get bitched. God, I cannot wait until we face the Jags because we're going to whoop them and then everything will be right again. But I digress. Let's go back to the shitty Colts. It finally seems like some of the national media is starting to realize that the Colts are a bad football team. I saw Colin Coward say it, and Colin Coward has been one of the biggest Colts dick riders I've ever seen. I saw Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk say the Colts are dog shit and they had absolutely no business being favored over the Titans this week. It is so satisfying to finally, finally get some sort of validation over all the years we've been saying this team is overrated. And I saw thousands, hundreds of thousands of Titans fans on Titans Twitter pulling open their bookmarks and saying, hey, Colts fans, you remember this dumb shit you said to us in the offseason? Wasn't that fucking dumb? God, it was so satisfying. Another shout out to Taylor for his thankless work in roasting Colts fans. Go fuck yourself, Colts. God, I hate that organization. Let's move on. Because the Tennessee Titans face off against the Washington Commanders this upcoming Sunday. And the Washington Commanders are a terrible football team. There's no sugarcoating it. Sure, they beat the Jags in week one, but since then they have looked atrocious. So atrocious that I, I, they got bitched by the Lions. And yeah, the Lions are like, ooh, a fun, sexy, up-and-coming team, but like they got bitched by the Lions. They got embarrassed by the Eagles. What, Carson Wentz had like three passing yards at one point. Or the, the commander's offense had three passing yards like late into their game against the Eagles. And depending on how our injury situation works out, the Titans should absolutely bitch the commanders. Now, Bud Dupree might sit out. In fact, I think a lot of our injured players are going to miss this game against the Commanders because I think Mike Vrabel is going to look at that team and say, these guys suck really bad. Let's not risk any of our players. Traylon Burks, probably not going to play. Kyle Phillips will be active, but probably won't play a lot. Bud Dupree, I don't know what the extent of his hip injury is, but if he plays extensive snaps, I would be surprised. There is a real, real opportunity that none of the people who are moderately injured play. And that's okay. That's no reason to panic. Because the Titans are, and Vrabel, who is constantly cautious with injuries, especially after a year of record number injuries, I'm all for the team being super cautious. Now, if they lose this game, obviously that cautious approach is going to seem stupid, really stupid. 
But I think it's the right move to ensure with a very long season ahead of us, it'd be a very good move to take a cautious approach and not risk any further injury to any of our key players, especially along the defensive line. If Bud Dupree is not 90%, I don't want him to play on Sunday. And this is coming from a former Bud Dupree stand account. Traylon Burks, mark him out right now. Give him the extra time to recover from his turf toe that he sustained on that god-awful Lucas Oil field. Kyle Phillips, if his shoulder is not better, keep him out. Elevate future Hall of Famer Des Fitzpatrick. That's right, we are back to being a Des Fitzpatrick stan account on Titans Twitter. But I digress. Elevate Des Fitzpatrick. Sign Josh Gordon to the 53-man roster and run with that receiver core. The commanders are terrible. Load up on the offensive line and just run Derrick Henry. Run him 35 times. Run Dontrell Hilliard. Run Hassan Haskins. Throw it occasionally. There is no reason to risk further injury this early in the season over a terrible team like Washington. Now, yes, it's the NFL, and there's absolutely the possibility that Washington comes out and surprises us, especially if we take them lightly. Look no further than the Jets game from last year when we let AJ, I'm sorry, Voldemort, we do not call him by his name here, when we see Voldemort's bitch ass, and I don't know if you guys saw, but did you see the pick six that Jalen Hurts threw early in the game against the Jaguars, and you see Voldemort's dumbass lazily try, not even try and tackle, but just like jog behind the Jags defender? I am floored, floored that the Philadelphia fan base let him get away with that. I did see a lot of tweets from Philly fans being like, yo, dude, what the fuck you doing? And how satisfying would it have been if the Jags had won that game by three points or less than seven points and that pick six was a game-changing play? I don't think there'd be a single Philly fan blaming Jalen Hurts. I think everyone would blame he who shall not be named. Fuck that guy. But as I was saying, the Jets game where we had Voldemort out and Julio out, and, and and multiple injuries, and we just said, we'll run with Josh Reynolds and Derrick Henry. And we ended up losing. And I firmly believe that we just took that game too lightly because it was the goddamn Jets. So there is absolutely the possibility that the Titans take this game too lightly because it's the goddamn Commanders. But I don't know. They're just really terrible. Like, really terrible. And I think this is a perfect game for the Titans to rest some of their more injured players and still put out a dominating performance because they have been dominating in the first half of three of their four games. So go out there and dominate the Washington Commanders. On the flip side, let's look at their defense. I'm sorry, our defense versus their offense. 
Carson Wentz, a familiar quarterback who has, I don't think he's ever beaten the Titans. Carson Wentz sucks. He's better than Matt Ryan, LOL Colts fans, but he sucks. And he is prone to making huge mistakes when faced with pressure. And if Bud Dupree plays, the Titans are amazing at getting pressure. So I suspect that this will be another game where Jeffrey Simmons eats a whole lot of attention and Danico Autry or Shad Weaver benefit from that attention. I don't think they have that many good weapons considering Jahan Dotson is going to miss this game. Antonio Gibson, despite having a decent season thus far, is a fumbling machine and we just made Jonathan Taylor fumble, and Jonathan Taylor rarely fumbles. And scary Terry McLaurin, now he's a stud, but we have Christian Fulton, who basically locked down Michael Pittman and Devontae Williams, so I'm not super worried about Terry McLaurin. Guys, and I know you know this because I know you are elite Titans fans, if you are listening thus far. But when we beat Washington on Sunday, we're going to be 3-2, and two, heading into the bye week. And you know what? Two weeks ago, Titans fans across the nation, across the Northern Hemisphere, were saying the season is over and we need to tank. Doesn't that seem like a lifetime ago? Doesn't that seem fucking ridiculous at this point? It should, because I said it a few weeks ago. Yes, the Titans were 0-2, but they have the easiest five-game stretch coming up. I said the Titans are going to win all five of their next games. We beat the Raiders, like I said. We beat the Colts, like I said. And we're going to beat the Commanders, like I said. Guys... The season is still young. We're only in October. And yes, there are reasons to be frustrated with this team, like the second half woes that I've been talking about. But this team, this team could still be something special. This team is still going to win the AFC South. And if you punch your ticket to the big dance, you have an opportunity to win it all. Now, this brings me to the last thing that I would like to talk about today on the Elite Titans podcast. And that's Mike Vrabel in the Tennessee Titans culture. Now, it was said by Lord Voldemort, that fucking asshole, that Mike Vrabel and his regime is much too serious. Not enough fun. Now, I have my own opinions about that. I don't think work should be fun. But Mike Vrabel and his culture, his his leader of men mantra, whatever the fuck you want to call it, that he was brought in here to, to enforce, Mike Vrabel has been hella successful ever since he became the head coach of the Tennessee Titans. Not a single losing season, playoffs the last four of the last five years, a trip to the AFC Championship game that, yes, we cannot keep hanging our hats on. 
but Mike Vrabel brought winning to the Titans, and I can't think of anything more fun than winning. Now, I have seen some people suggest that the culture that we have here and the scheme that we run is outdated, and we need to convert to a more pass-happy air raid offense. And I get it. Passing is a lot sexier than running. Even if you have one of the best running backs in NFL history in the backfield, you want to see deep passes. You want to see 350-yard passing games. You want to see us putting 35 points a game up. I get it. And on top of that, when our offense struggles, particularly in the playoffs, it's very easy to point to our scheme as the reason why we lose. But I'm going to suggest that that has never been the Titans' problem. Derrick Henry, the running game, whatever it is, has never been the problem when it comes to the failures of the Tennessee Titans. It has often been an issue of execution, of poor play calling, and a stubbornness on the heads of the coaching staff to not adjust and not adapt. And I'm not talking about adapting to a more pass-happy offense. I'm talking adapting to the situation at hand. I often see it brought up, the 2021, nope, 2020 game against the, the playoff game against the Baltimore Ravens, when Ryan Tannehill threw a game-sealing pick intended for Khalif Raymond, everyone points to that game as to why running the football doesn't work. And that's stupid. So unbelievably stupid. Because that season, the Tennessee Titans were a top-five offense with that same running game. I've seen it suggested that while well, we don't have a secondary attack if you stop our running game. Well, that's also very stupid because ever since taking over for the Tennessee Titans as the starting quarterback, Ryan Tannehill has been one of the best, most efficient quarterbacks in the NFL. Now, you can make the argument, well, that's because of the play-action pass, and it's because of the running game, and it's because, well, shut up. It doesn't matter the reasoning. It's the fact that he's been so good since taking over. And when his weapons were hurt last year, and he had people who really didn't belong on NFL rosters, on starting rosters, making countless mistakes that hurt his stat line, he was still good. And yes, he has not been stellar in the playoffs. Don't look any further than his game against the Cincinnati Bengals. But there are other factors in all of the playoff losses that factor into why the team lost. It cannot just be, the scheme is bad, let's change it. Because let's look at the reality To change the Titans scheme, you're looking at a full offensive rebuild. The offensive line, as bad as it seems, is terrible. Terrible if they became a pass-happy offensive line. They are not built to pass-protect extensively. 
the offensive weapons. Maybe Kyle Phillips, maybe Traylon Burks. But they are not burners. They are not guys who get extensive separation on a drop back and pass situation. They are guys who can get a foot, who can break a tackle, who can get yards after the catch. That's the kind of receiver that is currently employed on the Tennessee Titans. It's a whole regime change. A whole rebuild. And yes, we have Malik Willis who who can absolutely become that quarterback if he is developed that way. But we're going to win the AFC South right now. Why would I take a team that is ready to compete right now? And if you don't believe the team is ready to compete, I'm sorry, you're an idiot. But why would I take a team ready to compete right now and and a team that has been one shitty interception away for the last two seasons from advancing in the playoffs? Why would I take that team and say, fuck it, not good enough? No. You punch your ticket to the dance, and you let superior coaching, good defense, and a strong running game thrust you to the Super Bowl. Now, I've been accused of being a homer a million times, but I don't believe that this team is not capable of winning a Super Bowl. I don't believe Mike Vrabel, who just won Coach of the Year, who has three Super Bowls as a player in his pocket and has been around winning cultures his entire life, I don't believe he is not the coach to lead us to a Super Bowl. So instead of just pumping negativity out there, stop and realize, this is the NFL. Every game is hard. Any team can win any game on any given Sunday. And if you think the Titans can't win the Super Bowl, well, I'm sorry. Go fuck yourself. That's going to do it for me today, guys. It's a bit of a long episode, but I, I, I felt bad about missing last week. I've got a few family things going on that I'll be absolutely excited to share with you in the coming weeks. But it's been a rough go for your boy up here in Canada. Now, if you liked this episode, please share it with your friends. Tell somebody you don't know about the ETP, preferably not a Colts fan, at least not this episode, because I said fuck the Colts a lot. God, I hate the Colts. If you liked hearing my fantastic voice and you want to see more of my fantastic opinions, you could follow me on Twitter at Canadian underscore Titan, or you can follow the podcast at Elite Titans Pod. I have been your host, the known Twitter scoundrel, the Canadian Titan, Ethan Jordan, and this has been the ETP. Remember, remember, I'm not a homer. I'm just an elite Titans fan. Tighten up. Fuck the Colts uh, and fuck the Commanders. That's who we play Sunday. Fuck the Commanders.